This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 16th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to recap some Friday action, talk another injury, and talk a little round ball stew with Matt Strope. What's up, man? What's going on, Mike? How you, man? Uh, better than last night, apparently. Last night was just injury, injury, injury. It was one of those nights where I was just end already, you know? Like, <laughs> moody and fish. Yeah. And just all these guys. Davis got hurt for a little bit. Alder Porter got hurt. Like, oh, it's just, oh, and it was a matter of like an hour and a half, I want to say, where like 11, 10 or 11 guys got dinged up, man. It was just, ugh, I hate when that happens. I almost feel like you're feeling the pain physically when these things happen. I do, man. One, because, not to sound selfish, but it's more work, but uh, <laughs> I hate I hate seeing guys get hurt, man. It just, I don't like it. Bother yeah, me. well, I, I hate to say it's not going to stop, though. Yeah, it's not. You speak so hopefully, like, I just don't like seeing it. I but don't, it is, I don't. It is going to keep happening, though. Yeah, I know. Well, it's crazy that this whole, like, back-to-back thing, I don't see, like, it's worse. Like, someone did a study, the, like, last week saying it was, they're on track to lose way more man games over the course of a year. Like, it's, like, not even close. Huh. So, that whole, all the, I know Todd Haverstrow, formerly of ESPN, is big on no back-to-backs. It's, he beats that drum a lot, and... It makes sense, definitely. Like the way muscles recover, you would like an extra day. But yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start with really the big news of the night. That was Rudy Gobert again getting hurt. Derek Favors falls into his knee again, second time someone has fallen into his knee. Dion Waiters was the last one, so curses people with names start with D. And yeah, uh, he tried to get up for a hot second, fell to the ground, needed help off the court. Eventually, walked to the locker room on his own. Then we heard. Um, out for game with a, quote, left knee injury from the Jazz. Then Woj comes out 10, 15 minutes later saying they're going to give him an MRI. Early reports are grade 1 MCL sprain, which means two to four weeks. Um, grade 2 would be slight tearing, anywhere from four to eight. And then if he tore it, he's out for a long time. So, and then also, uh, more injuries Derek Favors. Also got scratched in the eye, was bleeding. They called it an eye laceration, ruled him out, didn't play in the second half. Um, it was just ugly. They started Jonas Jarebko and FK Udo in the second half and just quad wings out the wazoo. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that was just, that's bad. Uh, the Jazz, man, this team can't stay healthy right now. And they're playing well. Big win for them in Boston yesterday. So, Gobert, I mean, there's nothing you can really say. Favors, just hope he doesn't have a corneal abrasion or anything like that. Or, or just is, um, you know, no retinal damage, I mean. Um so where you like all this stuff I just said? Well, how do you feel about it? Anybody that you're eager to pick up or guys you think will benefit, something along those lines? Well, I mean, I think favors if Gobert's out an extended period. I think favors has been pretty bad lately. He he suddenly becomes useful again. I think, assuming nothing is seriously wrong with his eye. And I mean, the other guy you mentioned who I think gets a, another boost again is Alec Burks. Probably is my mm-hmm. guess. 
Yeah, it's going to be. They went, like I was saying before, uh, again, quad wings, man. They went crazy with it. So they used two different lineups with um, for four minutes. They went a lot of different lineups in the second half. Uh, the two they used the most for four minutes were Rubio, Mitchell, Jingles, Hood, and Udo. And then the other four minute was Rubio, Mitchell, Jeremko, Jingles, Udo. And then they also, again, a lot of Burks in there. They had a, a good lineup that they used was uh, Burks, Hood, Joe Johnson, Mitchell, and Udo. So they're going to run a lot of quad fo- uh, quad lineups, quad wings. Um, but again, Boston's kind of smaller most of the time. You know, Marcus Morris is out, but their fours aren't big. So that's going to be a little tougher today uh, against LeBron and those guys. But I guess they can get away with it. So yeah, like you said, Burks benefits. Joe Johnson, I think, benefits as well. Probably a sneaky DFS play. Um, and then if you need blocks, I guess you do if you're playing this category league. It's kind of it. Yeah, I mean you'd have to be you have to be digging pretty deep. I mean I guess yeah he was all right last night five points nine boards a steal and a block. Yeah, I think it's he's good horrible. for a block and a half, man. That's gold. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just it's just the, so not sexy. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. We're not playing <laughs> the DFS for sure, but yo, if you if you're gonna give me five four and two blocks, I will and not hurt me in percentages. I will take you in a heartbeat, man. Yeah, like yeah, that's fair. Say, you how, you win blocks by if you're if you're going for blocks and the other team is two and they're not stacked and you're not you usually winning by like five blocks or less over the right. week, you know. So it's just getting if you can get two per game over four, that's eight. That could win you the category. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, um, uh, I, like we said, it's pretty much across. Like, Gobert's not a big. He hasn't been rebounding that well this year. Usage rate's not that high anyway, so yeah, just a slight boost for everyone, but that's kind of it. Jeremko doesn't really do anything for me either. Yeah, but. and I mean, I guess I guess people maybe are wondering, like, people who have Gobert, should they try to, you know, trade him now, um, pull that move? I, I don't know exactly what I'd do. You I can. think I would just, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think I would just wait it out. Like, Gobert, he, before he got hurt, too, he was, like, someone was trying to trade for him in the league we're in together. He was offering me nothing, man. It was like... I was like, you know, you got a point. Like he's his value, and now it's even worse. Yeah. Like he, like yeah, if, for if sure. we're drafting today, and we don't know, like he's gonna probably go like sixty-five. Yeah. Like this is hurting, man. This is not fun. No, it's not good times. So, all right. Uh, anybody else on Jazz you want to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. No one. I mean, because you're, you're not gonna see, you know, you're not going to see like a big swing in value for for someone like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, who's already getting to do everything he wants to in that offense. You know, so it's really to me that the real the real guys I would look at are like Alec Burks, because um, I you know he only played 19 minutes last night, but I think I think going forward, you know, with the team depleted again, he could potentially benefit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Joe Johnson play like 27, 28 minutes today too. Like I think he's going to get up there once he gets yeah. rolling again. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk some positive stuff. That's the Nuggets. They look good. And this is kind of what we envisioned. We kind of envisioned Jamal Murray scoring close to 20, or at least I did, with some steals. His steals are way up. He's averaging like 2.3 or something in his last three. Um, he's been, over the course of the past month, total value, he's been third round um, because he's so awesome at free throws. and He's just been good, man. Um, and then also, Garrett Harris, uh, again, Game played advantage, but first round player over the last 30 days. Uh, he's just incredible. Five assists per game this month so far, partly because no Jokic. 
Um, Emmanuel Moody got hurt yesterday, and we saw Tory Craig, G League <laughs> special, um, great great summer league player. Malone talked him up in the preseason as well. Been doing damn it, he scoring like twenty three or something in G League. Um, big big usage, like twenty six usage rate. Does a little bit of everything, blocks and steals. And he had a big block on Drew Holiday at the end of regulation, which led to the victory. And then also Trey Lyles too. Trey Lyles yeah. was killer. Played the whole fourth, played all overtime, played very well, hitting shots, dunking on people these days. Man, it's it's this is what we thought. We thought the Nuggets were gonna be a fantasy factory. And here we are, Jokic coming back, Plumley's actually been decent. Just pretty much the Nuggets now are like what Orlando was for the first like week and a half. Like if you have a nugget besides Melsap, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one thing you got to look at is if you're talking about Trey Lyles, Jokic still only played 22 minutes last night. So, it, you know, Lyles could easily, his fun could be over pretty soon, I would imagine. Um, that's that's the guy I would be a little skeptical on, even though he has been playing really well. I just don't know that 25 plus minutes is really necessarily realistic for him now that Jokic, once Jokic is back to full speed. Yeah, so the, where the, let's look Let's look at that. Mason Plumlee played 31 minutes. He's not going to play 31. So call that 19. That's 11 minutes right there. I think that Mason Plumlee is more likely to lose 10 minutes than Lyles is. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the other thing, too, that they're also doing is Wilson Chandler playing more four again. They're playing three again. Lyles played a lot of four to close with Chandler. A um, little bit of overlap, not much, but that was kind of a, the one-two punch at power forward. Um Fareed's toast. We knew this was going to kind of happen. And then Moody, too, don't forget, Moody being down is uh, a factor because they're going to play Barton at the one. That's going to trickle right. down to Gary Harris sliding over to the two or three more and so on. Like, Wilson Chandler will play more three. There's That's a lot. That's a, you know, what? Uh, Moody is playing since he's been cold, like 17, 18 minutes, I want to say, 18, 19. So that's that's going to guys. That's not just going to Gary Harris, who's kind of topping out. Like there's minutes to be had from this Moody thing. They're off, they're off for a couple of days though. They're off till Monday. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not like I'd rather have like David Nawaba or somebody like that. But I think Lyles is, and we know Malone loves the hot hand. So yeah, I, I no think, for I, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind picking him up. See if he can get hot. And he's got upside for threes. Not really much for defense, but I'm definitely intrigued. For sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you going back to what you started this with. I mean, I do think the big headline is that Jamal Murray is finally looking like a guy you can actually trust uh, in your fantasy lineups. He was so back, so up and down early in the season, so frustrating. And it looked like, wow, is this going to last all season? But he's he's been pretty steady lately. Yeah, that was that's that's my guy. And everyone was I, I would get so many to I drop Murray questions on Twitter and. <laughs> I have him in one of my one of my main leagues, uh, my hometown league, where I got off to a great start, and I didn't have to use him early in the season because my team was pretty stacked. So yeah. now some guys have gotten hurt, like like Curry, and it's been nice to just throw Murray in there and actually have him playing well. Right he's away. been really good for DFS too. Like he's dropping forty five, like almost nightly. It feels like they like going six seven X man. Love he's got twenty twenty eight points exactly in three out of his last eight games. He's got another twenty point game in there too. And his, three, his threes are starting to fall. Again, the free throws are killer. Among, he's fourth on percentage among qualifiers, and nobody else in the top five has more makes than him by a pretty good yeah. margin. But number six is Stephen Curry, and he has way more because Curry's a first-round player, obviously. <sighs> okay. Um, anybody, what about Jokic? Um, you would assume he's going to have to start on Monday. Yeah, and, I think so. He, he, got, he got, by the way, like... 
annihilated by Anthony Davis on a few occasions. Oh, yeah, early, it early. Fun. It was pretty funny. <laughs> early, just yeah. like the guy that missed, like, three or four games, whatever it was. Like, yeah. Know, then, but then when he came up in the second stint, I thought he looked a lot better. Well, I mean, 13, 11, and 4 in 22 minutes for his first game back, that's pretty encouraging. Yeah. It was just, it was just uh, you know, if you were watching the game, it was like, yikes. Yeah. yeah Anthony Davis <laughs> just had his way with him. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis also tweaked his ankle, ankle but he's okay. Played through it. Okay, moving on. Anything you want to add there? Oh, what about Tory yep. Craig? I had him in 30-man. Um, interest you at all? Like, deep I league? mean, in a 30-man league, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's but like a nice 20? I, I thought 18 minutes first game. Again, playing the last – they so the last possession, they pulled Murray for defensive purposes, and they put Tory Craig on holiday. Again, 18 seconds left in the game, dribbled it down in three seconds, which was terrible offense. Um, and Craig blocked it, man. That was just – I mean, Malone raved about him. If you had if you had just listened to Malone's sound bites in the preseason, you would think Tory Craig was going to play like thirty five minutes. Yeah, but, but like so yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. And they called him up out of the blue, like they had this plan to play him. Um, so yeah, he's he's I got my like twenty team ply one more. But, yeah, but depending sure. on how deep your twenty team is, I know twenty is pretty deep. So I'll give you that. I'll give you twenty plus. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that. Okay, so I guess we'll move on. Uh, just quickly on the Sixers. What's up? I mean, are they good? And B, and B, man, what are they doing? This guy was hurt like pretty much the whole second half, grimacing. He had some like heat pack, I think, on his back um, while he was on the bench. Uh, we always see him stretching out on the floor. Like, what are you doing? 49 minutes, 34 points, just massive usage, not 33 shots like Russell Westbrook had. Like, what do they make of this, man? Like, is he just taking time bomb? I feel kind of feel like he might I, be. Yeah, I, I mean... It's hard to feel that good about it. I mean, especially when they're you know they're giving him maintenance days sometimes, and then and then other occasions, yeah, they're going to play him fifty minutes in a three overtime game. Seems a little crazy. I, I yeah, I wouldn't feel great uh, about you know him necessarily. I mean, last we saw it last year too. Like he wasn't he wasn't there for you at the end of the season. Yeah. If yeah. I had to bet on one or the other, I would probably bet he's not there at the end of the season. You know. That's harsh. But well, I mean, yeah. But if you force me to pick one, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm right, just right, saying right. If, I, if I was betting on one outcome, I would probably bet on that. But that's 50, just fifty-fifty. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to be a hater. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying if I had to pick one, yeah. I'd pick one side of that of that coin. I think I'd have to but take. Who, two, but who knows? I would probably take two to one. I don't know. I, I think it'll be all right. Because like the thing is, the Sixers are going to be in the playoff hunt. We think. Um, they're kind of just right on the edge there, but yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, but again, he, you know, Embiid hasn't proven that he can, he can stay healthy for a full season yet. You know true. what I mean? It's we're true. still waiting. We're still waiting to see that. Yep. Yeah. So it, until, I mean, he had, you know, 31 and 20, 31 games last year and he's at 23 this year. Like we're still waiting to see it. No, no doubt. He's awesome, but we're waiting to see him get through a full season. Until he does, I, I I don't believe that it'll happen until it happens, if that makes sense. It does. He's had a couple minor ankle rolls and stuff, and he's been okay. And I, I'd rather him have a back injury than a knee or a foot, and that's easiest analysis of all time. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so anyways. Yeah, wait, by the way, going back to that game, it's kind of so that for, for a three-overtime game, you know, you expect some some awesome stats, and it didn't it didn't get that crazy. No, it really wasn't. I, I was. I had that game last night for Borbs, and I didn't Borb that many guys. Like I didn't even Borb Paul George, even though he played forty five minutes, twenty four points. Was just like kind of blah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like their bench. Well, they only had four guys in double figures. 
Um, one of which was Raymond Felton. Um, I thought a lot. It was just mostly a lot of defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, ben Simmons, which is crazy, played all three overtime frames, one shot from the field. Weird. That's just nuts. This guy is just not a scorer right now, which is fine. Um, it's, he's good, he's good at what he does. Okay, anything you want to add here with the Sixers kind of going Tom Thibodeau with, what, five starters all playing 49 or more? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. overtime, but, geez, that's crazy. Rough night if you – somewhat rough night if you started Robert Covington, although it's kind of a good news, bad news kind of game. Three yeah. steals, two blocks, four for 21. I'll take that. Yeah. Glad it's not the end of the world. For sure. All right, moving on. Let's see. We got uh, the Bulls. The hottest team in, <laughs> in the world, besides the Rockets. Apparently, red's a good color. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. The, the Warriors have also won eight straight. But most in the Eastern Conference, they have the longest by a game with a game cushion. Uh, with their five-game winning streak is, actually, point blank, is Nikola Mirotic, the MVP of the National Basketball Association. I mean, I think there's no question about it at this point. <laughs> It's not, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a no-doubter. <laughs> yeah, right? What are we even talking about? James, who cares about any James? James, yeah. King James, James Woods, I don't care. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing here? Um, what, what's your analysis of the Bulls? Like, what are your big takeaways? Again, Marketing hasn't played lately. Portis has been phenomenal. Big game from him last yeah. night. What, what are your takeaways from the Bulls and this hot streak they're on? Well, I mean... Fantasy-wise, the, the big question for me is what happens once Markkanen's back. I mean, we're already seeing Denzel Valentine lose minutes, though he doesn't play the same position. I'm curious. I, my big thing is what happens with Miritich and Portis once Markkanen's back? Because, you know, they're both playing well, and you figure both are likely going to lose some playing time, unless you can see a way around that, Mike. I can. Uh, okay. So let's, let's break this down. Okay, right. so... It's mostly backup five for Portis, right? We saw, I think it's what, 19 minutes at the backup five, 10 minutes at the backup, as the backup four man. Um, and then Zipster was a little backup four. So Zipster would fade away. Okay, um, I'm fine with that. So that's 13 minutes. That's called split the difference. Like, I, I'm more concerned about Meritich than uh-huh. I am about Portis. So I think Portis is. You gotta own them both. Obviously, they're both too hot. But you know, we've seen Miritich over months, over a month and change, go twenty-three minutes at a time and still be mid-round guy. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely. I'm. I would. I would sell high. I mean, again, he's obviously capitalizing. Marketing's gonna get his thirty minutes. But you know, right there, I just gave. You know, that's twenty-six minutes. I think I just said. So if you're talking about three, four, five minutes, like. That's not enough to be alarm anyone, really. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm curious. I mean, Nwaba, does he do, do? You know, he's been playing a lot too. He that's could be a guy who potentially. I know, but he could potentially <laughs> lose some steam too when Markinen's back. Not necessarily. It's like they Zipser has been. Zipser's the guy that would have to go away, and I think he probably will. He hasn't really done anything. He's there for defense and sport, three and D, but not much three or really D. <laughs> he's a nothing and nothing guy. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's just token to three, three and D, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. loosely, yeah. Right, but Nawaba's benefit, he also played next to Valentine in the second half for a little bit. It was only like five or six possessions. But, um, yeah, that's really what's been going. What, what would be Nawaba's death blow would be if Zach Levine comes back 
and lights it up. He's going to have, obviously, they're bringing him along slowly. Every week it feels like they're saying, oh, early December, oh, mid-December, oh, late December, oh, January. Like every week they're pushing it back, pushing it back. And they keep winning games, which we're going to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I'd pretty much sit tight. No one's going to really trade anything for David Nwaba anyways, unless it's me. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like, hang on to Miritich. I think if we're drafting today, I think top 80 is fair. Um, Portis as well. Um, they've been playing great, which is kind of funny that they're both playing so well. Um, yeah, I mean, it would not be... If you if there's trade interest in, you know, either guy in your league, I would definitely listen. Because, I mean, Portis is playing well, but you got to keep in mind, he's also a guy who gets no defensive stats virtually mm-hmm. um he's really just points boards and threes um so you know keep in mind you know if there's if someone's pretty excited about him after his 27.12 rebound game i would absolutely listen yeah yeah for sure maybe maybe i go 100 because i mean he was only playing like 16 17 before marketing did get hurt but um again they were kind of going um yeah, I guess. So I guess if I had to pin it, it'd probably be like like twenty two, twenty three. I don't think Lopez is going to play as much as he has, but they can dial him back. You know, thirty point four yeah. minutes is pretty high for him. I want to say that's what he was at like. Yeah, twenty eight point oh last year. Twenty. So he's been like a twenty seven ish minute a game guy. So drop him there. Yeah. There's four, three, four minutes for him too. Oh yeah, I'm just. I guess what I'm saying is I'm much more excited about Portis in a deeper league. Right. Know? In a shallow league, he's not to me. He's still not that exciting, even after last night. That sounds good. So okay, we we hinted at it. The Bulls they are rising up or down depending on how you look at it. The tank standings, Tankathon, one of my favorite sites. Um, not quite now, but when we get to Lotteryville, it's always fun. So the Hawks they are first for the number one seed. They have a two game cushion now thanks to a, love it a red hot four game losing streak. Um, Love it. Big loss for them against Memphis uh, at the buzzer. Um, so then Dallas is also, they're playing a little bit better. They play close games. They're only two back. Chicago, again, number three. Suns are surging. Lost five straight. A lot of blowouts. Some blowouts, some close games. Memphis also at fifth. Sacramento, Charlotte, Orlando, and then the Lakers, which would go to 76ers with the ninth pick. Um, and then the, Brook- the Brooklyn pick is number 10 right now. Yeah. So, any fun things you want to add on tanking? Well, I mean, I'm a Hawks fan, so I'm just happy to see them doing it right. I mean, and they're they're making it look good too. You know, they play some close games. They they picked up a couple nice wins this season. So I think they're absolutely going about it the right way. If you're going to do it, do it this way. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and they, you know they're like they're playing. They either are close or they get rolled. Right. Like yeah. Last, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They they played a lot of close games. I mean, they're playing hard and losing. It's it's kind of perfect. It's kind of perfect because you can the games are reasonably watchable and uh, they they lose most of the time, which yeah. is kind of what they should be doing. Yeah, their point differential is minus five point six. Um, that's much better than the Suns. Dallas is only minus three point five. It's pretty crazy. And that's and that includes that includes by the way a forty six point win for the Hawks over the Kings. <laughs> yeah, that'll help for sure. Um. Yeah, the, the, the Suns are minus eight. That's one of the worst. The Kings are minus. There's your forty-six point. And the Kings, I think, are the NBA. Yeah, they're the worst at nine point three. Like they get rolled a lot. All right. So we talked about the Nets' tenth pick. They got rolled a lot last night. Um, just ugly game. No starter in double-digit points. 
we saw Jaleel Okafor, Nick Stauskas, who was just fuego to start. He used five possessions for 15 points to start the game in like five, six minutes, whatever it was. Um, Okafor said he's going to play on Sunday in front of the home crowd. I think he used the term shook off the cobwebs. Where are we at just front court wise before we talk about round ball stew and backcourt? But what's your impression on Jared Allen, Okafor? O- Jared Allen was a DMPCD if you missed it. So what do you think here? Just well, front court. Just front court. Yeah. I mean. And not, that's I, not, you, you, not excusing Rondes. Just center. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Well, you just hope that Moskov is going to go away at some point, to be honest with you. It'd be a bummer if, if it kind of turns into. Or if he's using up, you know, any any amount of minutes, taking minutes from Allen, I'd like to see Allen and Okafor splitting the minutes, and then whoever whoever gets hot takes over. To be honest with you, but I don't know if that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. And you got so, Zeller, you got Zeller too. Yeah, I was going to say Zeller's I, been pretty decent. Like he's yeah. lighting it up, not for fantasy, yeah. but as far as it's just like playing and you know doing his job, Belichick style. Right, right. That and by the way, that's that's horrible news for people stashing. Like Okafor and Allen, mm-hmm. horrible news. Because you, you got to think they like him there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's he, he, you know, he's solid. He's a solid NBA player. I don't think they could go DMPC again on Allen at home. Like it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, so, Allen's a potential beast, but it, it's kind of getting hard to see how it's going to happen this year, barring some injuries. Yeah, like we said, we need Zeller to go away. Really, if Zeller yeah. goes away, then we're good. They can both play yeah. 22 minutes, 26 minutes, whatever, however it's going to split. That's, that feels like it's going to take an injury or a trade, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they're not really going to get anything for... Will they get anything for Zeller? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Decent, backup, decent backup. He's been fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. but anyways, I mean, yeah, so like, I, I, I can't get that excited. The, the bottom line is I can't get that excited about Oak 4. I mean, you know, until, until we see a sign, it's nice that he played 23 minutes, but that was a, a blowout, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I don't have big expectations for him at the moment. I don't have him stashed in any of my leagues. Yeah, he got worked on defense, man. Like they went, they went. Everyone goes at him, dude. Like I don't. Yeah. not good. He's okay for fantasy, but like he's not. Like, yeah. I don't know. If he's I playing see. a lot, if he's playing a lot, um, he can put up not, you know pretty good points, rebounds, numbers, get some blocks. But like, yeah, I just don't see it at the moment. I don't see how it's going to happen. If yeah. you're stashing him, I, I don't know that. I don't know that he's a great stash. Or even a good stash. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, he's not exactly a Tom Selleck when it comes to stashes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, so he's played 48 minutes over the course of the season. A 127.3 defensive rating. Minus 39.3 net rating. All right. Um, so, yeah, he, like I said, he's got some work to do, man. Uh, again, he said he was rusty. They're going to give him a try, obviously, but I don't think he's going to be... I, I don't I'm probably lower on him than most people. Like I didn't really care about adding him. And I would still rather own Allen, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. You know how I feel about blocks, man. Like, I, I will yeah. I will chase blocks with, with all my heart. Yeah. Miss you Rudy Gobert already. <laughs> uh, okay, so you did some round ball stew on the perimeter guys. Again, they flopped hard. Lavro yeah. was in a great spot and he just melted down one of seven two points just wasn't there for him. Rondé also flat after a career high game for him, and also yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Big no, big letdown for both. But I mean, I'm still pretty excited about both of them long term. Um, and if it, if last night gave you any you know any leverage in trying to trade for either of those guys, then I would continue with, with trying to trade for them. Um, 
because I'd still like both their outlooks a lot. They had both been pretty, like, really good lately. So, and Levert yeah. hit free throws, shooting well from the field. I mean, Levert's been doing everything basically except block shots. And and Hollis Jefferson's been hitting a couple threes lately. They've both been really good. Yeah, I, I love both those guys, man. Uh, I, I believe for sure. And really, Trevor Booker not playing is kind of big. Like, going from Trevor Booker being a backup to Quincy AC being your backup, I think that's a big win. Because, I mean, AC's going to have to be right, one of those MVP chant at the Garden kind of games or when he was red hot from three. Like, it's going to take a lot for Rondé not to close a close game. Whereas yeah. if Booker was hot, you know, he would probably close over Rondé at power yeah. forward. So, and yeah, plus Rondé does play some five, so that's an option against smaller teams. Like, there's a lot of things that can go right for Rondé. I couldn't believe they both got back in last night um, late in the game, late-ish in the game, and they still didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. But I thought they were done for the night, like, you know, midway through the third quarter, and then they got back in. But and Kyle, ver- Kyle Lowry, oh, sorry, someone else. Go ahead. I was going to say, Kyle Lowry had a great quote because he was almost had a triple-double at the end of the third, like on a heave. Um, didn't get it, and they put him in in the fourth. When well, this game was way, way over. Um, so after the game, he was asked about it. He said, quote, coach wanted me to get it. <laughs> and then it was just, DeMar DeRozan jumps in, and he says, quote, he lied, he lied, he lied. He said, Russell Westbrook can do it every night, so I'm going to try to do it. So, <laughs> I, I, I want the Lowry DeRozan buddy cop show so bad. I love those guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, anything else you want to add? That's why. Like, what's up? Oh no. How do you feel oh, about Dinwiddie, man? Like, I have Dinwiddie in a couple, and I'm not sure what to do with him, man. Like, I try to trade him in like a two for one, and like no one's giving me anything for him. Yeah, I feel like every time I look up, he's he's kind of shooting badly. That's my main concern is is his field goal percentage. Um. I mean, other than last night, though, he was just coming off a 26.7 rebound, 7 assist game. Crew high. I mean, he's useful. He gets blocks, too. Yep. He's, he's another guy. Like I feel like you can build a great – and unfortunately, his free throws aren't great. But I feel like you can build a great a great field goal tanking team this year. There's a lot of useful guys. And Kent Bazemore is another guy I wrote about since we talked about the Hawks in round balls, too. Great guy for tanking field goal percentage this year. That was one thing I talked about that so much during draft season, fantasy draft season, and I like never, and I, I kind of like accidentally did it, even though I was like, yeah. I was, I wasn't going into my draft, but like I was saying, like all the guys I liked, guards were like, okay, I'm worried. Besides like Gary Harris or somebody like that, like I was like, I gotta worry about your football percentage, and like Donovan Mitchell and again a lot of Dinwiddie, like it's just the way it is. It's in Roto, that's killer, but. Head oh, to head, sure. you can definitely live with it. But, like, you know, Caldwell Pope has another, is another great guy for um, – he's been – oh, no, he yeah, he missed a, due to a legal matter. But, anyways, he's, a, he's another great – like, Bazemore, great uh, tanking field goal percentage player this year. For sure. And anything else you want to add here? Pretty much I think we're good. Uh, yeah. No, I think I'm good. All right. So, we're going to get out of here on that. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Good luck in your fantasy football playoffs if you're still alive for the semifinals. And thanks for coming on, Matt. All right, man. Thanks for having me. And I am still alive in my semifinals. Thanks go. for asking. Good luck. So I got, I only got two left. Uh, two left to go. So hopefully I win mine, too. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks. Okay. Later. All right. So...
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 